Are you a technician who wants to set yourself apart? Then the Trusted Technician Podcast is for you. I'm Derek Hofrichter, coach and trainer at SBE. And on this podcast, we will have experienced HVAC coaches and trainers, as well as top performing technicians, all sharing their tips and strategies to help you be more successful. Welcome to the Trusted Technician Podcast. This is Coach Derek. I'm in snowy Wisconsin right now at Burkhardt Heating, Cooling, and Electric, and I'm speaking with Berto. Berto, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it. Berto, I'm excited to talk with you because I've kind of known you a little bit in your journey, uh, this basically within this last year. But before we get into that, tell me, why are you in HVC Tech? I'm about 28 years old now. <clears throat> I've been in the field for probably about two years now. Before HVAC, I was a machinist. Okay. Um, and it pretty much wasn't paying the bills for me. Um, I was working longer hours and just struggling with finances. HVAC has always been mentioned in my family, like from my father and things like that. And I just never really looked into it. And I would say like over the last few years, I've, I've really kind of dug into it and seen what it actually all entailed. And it, it sparked an interest for me. So I kind of got into college, joined college and found a company that was close by to where I lived and joined the team and it's been great. All right, off to the races. Yeah, well, what do you enjoy the most about being an HVAC tech? Helping people. Okay. And I'd say the passion for me is kind of over the, the money I'm making because I actually like enjoy what I'm doing. Nice. It's nice to actually see a smile on someone's face, you know, when you get their system back on. Mm -hmm. What do you find the most difficult or challenging parts of being an HVAC tech? Not winning every sale. Okay. I want to win every single sale. And to me, it kind of makes it difficult for me to kind of process things sometimes because I just, I want to be a winner all the time. Yeah. But I would say sometimes like the customers that are having financial issues or, or trying to find solutions for them is, is the, the more difficult part for me. Okay. And wanting to help everybody, but sometimes realizing you can't help everybody and et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So roughly like five, six months ago, we did some training together. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little about it. What did you learn uh, from that training and kind of what was what were you doing before and after? Just kind of fill us in yeah, yeah. on all that. So before you kind of stepped in and, and gave a helping hand, I was literally just kind of walking into these people's houses, getting right to the problem, fixing it, and, you know, just kind of leaving it from there. Now I've actually stopped, slowed down a little bit. I asked a lot of questions. I had to learn to actually just shut my mouth and be quiet sometimes. Because if you the, the more you talk, the more you kind of step over the customer. And it's been difficult to remain quiet sometimes. And I think like the first two weeks for me with that was a little difficult, but then it got a lot easier. Um, just showing a customer some pictures and letting them just process it, think about it for a while and actually like make a decision in their mind. Um, now I'm actually like asking for permission to look into things, ask them questions as far as what they enjoy about their system, what they don't enjoy. Anything that could be fixed, are they suffering from any allergies or things like that? You know, I'm there to actually help the customer. Okay. So even before, I'm assuming you still wanted to help them, still. right? That was still the motivation. Now you're saying I'm actually better able to help them. Yep. So what is that gap? Like, what do you think your biggest takeaway from that's made you able to help more people? Building them more options. Okay. Awesome. Tell me more about that. Yep. Um, because I... First, pretty much just look and see everything that the system needs. I put it all in one option. 
sometimes when people see that, they'll see that the price is a little too high for them and it'd be such like a price shock kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, so now I just kind of do it from like option one, two, three, option three being pretty much your all in option. How I present it is the financing options first. Okay. I never give the full amount of the job unless they say, you know, I'm not interested in financing. This is something that I've been saving for. Mm-hmm. I do ask that question in the beginning. Still want to bring up the financing because if someone doesn't have the lump sum right away for it, it is a good option to go yeah. spread the finance. Okay. Nice. When you were kind of sitting in that training, what I find with a lot of techs, especially their first time, maybe even getting kind of a process that's based on trust and, mm-hmm. and all that, where it's kind of like shocking to them. Did you have any moments where you were just kind of like, oh my God, or anything like that? Yeah. In the beginning, I was, I was nervous to present big tickets, mm. you know, but I had to understand that I can't judge my customers pretty much. You know, what I think is expensive may not be expensive to the next person. Mm. I really had to kind of hone in on presenting big, bigger tickets to, to customers because and get more comfortable with it too and explaining the value mm. in the options. Yeah. It's a big thing. I'm just not, I'm just saying, not, not saying option one is $400. Option three is $3,000. I'm actually explaining what the options are and how it's actually going to benefit you. Yeah. And you're, you know, the proof is there You in our rankings, I believe so far this year, you're top 10. Yeah. Correct. So what's, what's your revenue ML uh, so far this year? I think I'm right under 1.5. Okay. So you're, you're having a great year. Yeah. What are you really doing well at? Like what area specifically has helped you kind of generate this type of revenue? Using empathy. Using empathy has really helped me, you know, for me to actually put myself in the customer's shoes and actually understand their problems and find solutions for them has really helped me out because I I do suffer from allergies and things like that. I do have stuff that's added on in my house that I have experience with. So it's kind of easier for me to use, use my experiences to the customer. Yeah. It's really important. Something that I talk about is that, you know, the ingredients that make up trust, Mm -hmm. one of them is empathy, right? It's really hard to trust somebody who doesn't understand what you're going through. Right. right? Cause then you're just like, well, that's just your opinion. Like I don't trust it. Exactly. Right. So what are the ways that you demonstrate empathy to a homeowner? Like if the heat exchanger is cracked or something like that, you were at a point where, you know, repairs, the system's pretty much too far gone and, and replacement is the better option. You know, I tell people, you know, I've been in this situation before. I understand that, you know, I woke up and not had before, but there are things that we can do to help you out with this. You know, we can get someone over here to quote a system for you and, and actually provide some space heaters to keep you warm until we get back to install that system. Yeah, I like that. And you said, you know, kind of before you got refocused with the training, you were kind of just like walking through your calls a little bit or kind of checklist. Yeah. Do you feel that inadvertently or, you know, accidentally came across as lacking empathy? Kind of going through that way. But yeah, because I felt like I was rushing myself and customer. So I wasn't really digging into them and how they actually felt about things. I was just looking for the problem, fix the problem, and then I leave. Okay. But now I'm actually digging more into things and explaining like the benefits to, you know, what we can do for you. Yeah. To do 1.5, you know, and you still have what, two months left mm-hmm. of the year to do that type of revenue pretty much means like you can't really get into uh, too many like slumps. Right. You need to be like consistently on your game. So what do you do to keep yourself motivated, to keep yourself uh, on top of things? Like how do you approach that? To be honest, 
the SPE rankings, small baby everything. Okay. So seeing the movement in the rankings yeah. of, oh no, now I dropped one, I'm up yeah. one. Okay. So that's a good motivation. That's, that's definitely my motivation. I'm with a good team. You know, all the guys are doing pretty well and it's good to have a good team, but definitely the rankings is keeping me going for yeah. sure. That's awesome. I'm guessing though, obviously you're still human. So you probably still have some bad days. Right. Of course. So then when do you notice, like, is it by call or like I'm in the middle of a bad day or man, I've had a few bad days. Like when do you start to think I need to do something about this or correct it? I would say if two days go by and I haven't done much, that's when I feel like I need to kick it in gear and see what I'm doing wrong. That's preventing me from making sales. Okay. So walk me through like, cause I, I feel like this is really important for a lot of techs to hear Did you? that ability to correct, to spot problems. Right. Cause I, and when someone doesn't have a process, they might be like two, three months into a slow before they're like, oh, I should do something about this. And now a quarter of the year is gone. But, you know, to be at that million dollar plus, you can't let a quarter of the year go by. Right. So what is it that you do then to kind of self-correct? Do you just like, I need to reboot and go back to step one or what, what, what do you think? I kind of review my calls. You know, I look at my notes, I look at the pictures. I also remember a lot of how I present things. And I think I step on my toes a little bit sometimes. And I just kind of do a lot of reviewing and, you know, even talking to other people and how things are going with them actually helps me out a lot. Because if I'm having a bad day, maybe the next guy is having a bad day. It won't make me feel so bad. Okay. <laughs> Misery loves company. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But also the, the opposite though. What if you're having a bad day and one of your buddies is just killing it that day? I've had, I've had days like that too, you know, and it, and it pretty much just sparks that fire for me to kind of be better. Also, I feel like if everybody's having a bad day, it, sometimes there's a temptation to be like, well, it's just the weather or it's just whatever is going on. But if like, if you have a buddy that's killing it on the same day that you're sloppy, that kind of makes it a little bit personal, personal right? Right. It's exactly. Me. Exactly. I, I've just always been one of those people where I, I just want to be on top. You know, that, that's just my drive all the time is, is just to, to be the best I can be, you know, while being ethical and, and passionate about what I do. Nice. So to be the best that you can be, you're going to have a good year. Let's talk about next year. So what do you feel like you need to work on to get even better and to have a better year next year? I want to slow down just a little more. Okay. I just want to slow down a little bit more and direct my focus more to people's needs. Like when I'm there for maintenance. Asking more questions, I think would help me out a lot too, but even, even finding people's pain points, like the funnel is, is awesome. The pendulum is awesome. That those things have really been helping me. And when I feel like I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, I remember those things and kind of take a step back. Okay. So you, you definitely feel like there's uh so much more potential that you could do, right? You just yes. need to make some adjustments. Yeah. So how are you going to remember to slow down this conversation? Okay. You know, this is going to help me every day. I'm just going to kind of wake up and, and think about this. You know, this is going to be something that's going to be on my mind every day and it's going to push me to be better. You're going to pop on this recording and listen to yourself, yeah, yeah. right? Listen to yourself, <laughs> tell yourself you need to slow exactly, down. Exactly. Yeah. I think that should be relatable to a lot of technicians. You said slow down even more. So have you like slowed down yeah. already from what you were doing? And you need yeah. to, sl you're, you're like, the more I slow down, the more I realize I need to slow down. Yes. Because the more time I, I do spend with people, I feel like I build more rapport and trust with them. And it's not like I'm just 
there for my maintenance and then talking to the customer one time. I'm actually talking to the customer throughout the entire visit. You know, and I'll respect their time and, and actually see what they got going on before that. But I like to keep the customer informed on, on what I'm doing today for them. Yeah. Sometimes the pushback that I'll hear is like, you know, how am I supposed to slow down? I've got a busy day. People need me. And one of my responses to it is I think slow down is actually more a state of mind. Right. Not necessarily like a time. Like a time thing. Right? A time thing. It's actually more like a, a state of mind and an energy and a vibe. Mm-hmm. Because if your customer, you can spend the same amount of time, but if your customer feels like you're rushed and you're in a hurry and you're cutting them off and you're not listening, yeah, that's going to affect things. Yeah. I've, I've actually had that, you know, a couple of times where people will be like, I don't want to sit here and, you know, waste your time. And I got to just reassure them that I'm, I'm there for them. Yeah. You know, we're, we're here for you to help you and, and get what you need. Exactly. Yeah. You, you might have uh, five other houses you need to be at that day, but the homeowner doesn't need to feel that. Exactly. Right. Like yeah. in the moment, the homeowner should feel that uh, this is the most important place in the world you could be. Yeah. And to be honest with you, 10 hour days don't bother me. Like they did when I was at the warehouse, but you know, this is actually something that I really enjoy doing. So it's almost like not being at work for. That's nice. What do, what do they say about if, if you find something you love, you'll never work a day. Exactly. I was always told when I, I think I was two weeks into this trade and I was talking to a tech support guy and he told me that, you know, you're not going to be rich, but you're going to be fed. And, you know, definitely a hundred percent. He was right about that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Let's wrap this up. So if you could depart one piece of advice or wisdom to maybe a technician who's listening to this, who hasn't had those realizations or shifts yet uh, that you had, what would that piece of advice I would say don't judge your customers. There has been a lot of times where, you know, I'm not in such a good neighborhood or something like that. And I'll, I'll get ahead of myself and be like, I'm just not going to offer this option. And then I kind of tell myself, we have to do this anyway. And let's get up there and talk to the customer. And I'd say 90% of the time when I thought the customer wasn't going to buy it, they bought it. Yeah. Don't judge. No agenda. Mm-hmm. Blank slate. Yeah. Every call is different. Every call is different. But you just want to build your options and just actually make sure you're there doing the duty. I love that. Let's end on that. Berto, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Trusted Technician Podcast. If you would like to learn more about SBE, you can find us online at sbeodyssey.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a review. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.